think we'll stand in recess uh, for five or ten minutes. Uh, uh, please, uh, folks, remain in your seats. Allow the director, Mr. Zebley, to exit the chamber. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other, because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who is taking donations from the NRA, shame on I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believed them. Children being separated from their parents in front of an American flag. I believe them. And you can change the entire population of the world, eight billion people. And if you're gonna figure out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. Well, it didn't happen, and here we are. I believe these women. You're wrong. I feel extremely lucky to, to be here with all of you fighting for justice, for equality, for the right for us to equally exist in this country. There were 329 uprisings, 257 cities within four and a half years. And neither Martin nor Fannie had any control over that. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and fighting our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. But their children were saved, and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. And may God bless us. And may God bless us. Committee will come to order. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, Director. Um, Mr. Swalwell, you recognize. Thank you. Director Mueller, as a prosecutor, you would agree that if a witness or suspect lies or obstructs or tampers with witnesses or destroys evidence during an investigation, that generally that conduct can be used to show a consciousness of guilt. Would you agree with that? Yes. Let's go through the different people associated with the Trump campaign and this investigation who lied to you and other investigators to cover up their disloyal and unpatriotic conduct. If we could put Exhibit 8 up. Director Mueller, I'm showing you campaign chairman Paul Manafort, political advisor Roger Stone, deputy campaign manager Rick Gates, national security advisor Michael Flynn, Donald Trump's personal attorney Michael Cohen, and foreign policy advisor George Papadopoulos. These six individuals have each been charged, convicted, or lied to your office or other investigators. Is that right? Yes, although I, I look askance at uh, Mr. Stone because he is, uh, 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 he, he is in a, a, a different case here in D.C. So National Security Advisor Flynn lied about discussions with Russian ambassador related to sanctions. Is that right? That's correct. 
Michael Cohen lied to this committee about Trump Tower Moscow. Is that correct? Yes. George Papadopoulos, the president's senior foreign policy advisor, lied to the FBI about his communications about Russia's possession of dirt on Hillary Clinton. Is that right? Correct. Yes. The president's campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, lied about meetings that he had with someone with ties to Russian intelligence. Is that correct? That's, that's true. And your investigation was hampered by Trump campaign officials' use of encryption communications. Is that right? We believe that to be the case. You also believe to be the case that your investigation was hampered by the deletion of electronic messages. Is that correct? It would be, yes. And generally, any uh, case would be if uh, those kinds of communications are, are used. For example, you noted that Deputy Campaign Manager Rick Gates, who shared internal campaign polling data with the person with ties to Russian intelligence at the direction of Manafort, that Mr. Gates deleted those communications on a daily basis. Is that right? I take your word. I, I, I say I don't know specifically, but if it's in the report, then I support it. That's right, Director. It's volume one, page 136. Thank you. In addition to that, other information was inaccessible because your office determined it was protected by attorney-client privilege. Is that correct? That is true. That would include that you do not know whether communications between Donald Trump and his personal attorneys, Jay Sekulow, Rudy Giuliani, and others discourage witnesses from cooperating with the government. Is that right? I'm not going to talk to that. That would also mean that you can't talk to whether or not pardons were dangled through the president's attorneys because the shield of attorney-client privilege. Um, not, I'm not going to discuss that. Did you want to interview Donald Trump, Jr.? I'm not going to discuss that. Did you subpoena Donald Trump, Jr.? And I'm not going to discuss that. Did you want to interview the president? Yes. Director Mueller, on January 1, 2017 through March 2019, Donald Trump met with Vladimir Putin in person six times, called him ten times, and exchanged four letters with him. Between that time period, how many times did you meet with Donald Trump? Uh, I'm not going to uh, get into that. He did not meet with you in person, is that correct? He did not. As a result of lies, deletion of text messages, obstruction and witness tampering, is it fair to say that you were unable to fully assess the scope and scale of Russia's interference in the 2016 election and Trump's role in that interference? I'm not certain I would uh, adopt that characterization in total. There may be pieces of it that are accurate, but not in total. But you did state in volume one, page 10, that while this report embodies factual and legal determinations, the office believes it to be accurate and complete to the greatest extent possible. Given these identified gaps, the office cannot rule out the possibility that the unavailable information would shed additional light. Is that, that correct? Is, that, is, that is correct. We don't know what we don't know. Why is it so important that witnesses cooperate and tell the truth in an investigation like this? Because the testimony of the witnesses goes to the heart of just about any criminal case you have. Thank you. And, Mr. Chairman, I'd yield back. And thank you, Director Mullen. Ms. Stefanik. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Mueller, as special counsel, did you review documents related to the origin of the counterintelligence investigation to the Trump campaign? On occasion. Was the Steele dossier one of those documents that was reviewed? And I can't discuss that case. 
I'm just asking a process question. Have you read the Steele dossier? And again, I'm not going to respond to that. You were tasked as special counsel to investigate whether there was collusion between Russia and the Trump campaign associates to interfere with the 2016 election. And the FBI, we know, has relevant documents and information related to the opening of the CI investigation. Were you and your team permitted to access all of those documents? And again, I can't get into uh, that uh, investigative, uh, uh, what, we uh, what we collected and what we're doing with uh, uh, investigation, investigation materials. Let me ask it this way. Was there any limitation in your access to documents related to the counterintelligence uh, yeah, It's such a broad question. I, I have real troubles answering it. Did the special counsel's office undertake any efforts to investigate and verify or disprove allegations contained in the Steele dossier? Again, I can't respond. The reason I'm asking for the American public that is watching, it's, it's apparent that the Steele dossier formed part of the basis to justify the FBI's counterintelligence investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election, as we know it was used to obtain a FISA warrant on Carter Page. This is why I'm asking these questions. Did your office undertake any efforts to identify Steele's sources or subsources? Again, the same answer. Was, were these tasks referred to any other agencies? Again, I can't speak to it. Did your office consider whether the Russian government used Steele's sources to provide Steele with disinformation? Again, I can't uh, speak to that. I understand I'm asking these questions just for the record, so thanks for your patience. Um, shifting gears here, did any member of the special counsel's office staff travel overseas as part of the investigation? Uh, yes, but I can't go further than that. I'm going to ask. Um, <laughs> to which countries? And I can't answer that. Did they meet with foreign government officials? Again, it's out of our, out of our bailiwick. Uh, did they meet with foreign private citizens? Again, I, same response. Did they seek information about a U.S. citizen or any U.S. Again, citizens? Again, a, a territory that I, I cannot uh, uh, go to. Thank you for answering on the record. These are important questions for the American public, and we're hopeful that the IG is able to answer these questions. Um, I will yield the balance of my time to the ranking member. Thank the uh, gentlelady for for yielding. Uh, Mr. Mueller, I want to go back to, we started off with Joseph Mifsud, who's at the center of this investigation. He appears in your report a dozen times or more. Uh, he really is the epicenter. He's at the origin of this. He's the man who supposedly knows about Clinton's emails. You've seen on the screen, uh, Democrats have clearly put up all the prosecutions that you made against Trump uh, campaign officials and, and others. But I'm, I'm struggling to understand why you didn't indict Joseph Mifsud, who seems to be the man in the middle of all of this. Well, I, I think you understand that you cannot get into uh, either classified or uh, law enforcement information uh, without a, a rationale for doing it. And, uh, uh, I have said all I'm going to be able to say with regard to Mr. Mifsud. Were you aware 
of Kathleen Cavalek's involvement that she had met with Ms. Steele, the State Department official? Again, I can't respond to that question. It's outside my jurisdiction. Okay. Uh, the Carter Page FISA warrant was, was uh, re-upped three times. The last time it was re-upped was under, under your watch. So you, did you, were you in the approval process of that last time that the Carter Page warrant was? Well, was I can't granted? speak uh, specifically about that warrant, but if you ask, are, was I in the approval chain? The answer is no. Okay, that's very helpful. Thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yield back. Mr. Castro. Thank you, Chairman. Thank you, Special Counsel Mueller, for your testimony and for your, your service to our country. Donald Trump over the years has surrounded himself with some very shady people, people that lied for him, people that covered up for him, people that helped him enrich himself. I want to talk specifically about one of those instances that's in your report. Specifically, let's turn to the Trump Tower Moscow project, which you describe in your report as, quote, as a, quote, highly lucrative deal for the Trump Organization. Is that right? Uh, I would have to look at the, the uh, quote from the the report, sure. if you have it. Sure, it's on volume two, page 135. It's described as highly lucrative. Okay, I have it. Sure. I have it. Thank you, sir. Yeah, no problem. Your office prosecuted Michael Cohen, and Michael Cohen was Donald Trump's lawyer for lying to this committee about several aspects of the Trump Organization's pursuit of the Trump Tower Moscow deal. Is that right? That's correct. According to your report, Cohen lied to, quote, minimize links between the project and Trump, unquote, and to, quote, stick to the party line, unquote, in order not to contradict Trump's public message that no connection existed between Trump and Russia. Is that right? That's an, uh, yes, that's correct. Now, when you're talking about the party line here, the party line in this case... If I can interject, one thing I should have said at the outset, if it was in the report, and consequently, I do believe it to be true. Thank you. The party line in this case was that the deal ended in January 2016. In other words, they were saying that the deal ended in January 2016 before the Republican primaries. In truth, though, the deal extended to June 2016 when Donald Trump was already the presumptive Republican nominee. Is that correct? Uh, that's correct. The party line was also that Cohen discussed the deal with Trump only three times, when in truth, they discussed it multiple times. Is that right? Also true in the basis for, and part of the basis for the plea that, he'd, uh, that he uh, entered for uh, a line to this entity. Thank you. And thank you for prosecuting that. The party line was also that Cohen and Trump never discussed traveling to Russia during the campaign, when in truth, they did discuss it. Is that right? That's accurate. And the party line was that Cohen never received a response from the Kremlin to his inquiries about the Trump Tower Moscow deal. In fact, Cohen not only received a response from the, from the Kremlin to his email, but also had a lengthy conversation with a Kremlin representative who had a detailed understanding of the project. Is that right? If it's in the, if it's in the report, that is accurate. Re recitation of that piece of the report. So you have the, you have the candidate Trump at the time 
saying he had no business dealings with Russia, his lawyer who was lying about it, and then the Kremlin, who during that time was talking to President Trump's lawyer about the deal. Is that right? I can't adopt your characterization. Not only was Cohen lying on Trump's behalf, but so was the Kremlin. On August 30th, 2017, two days after Cohen submitted his false statement to this committee, claiming that he never received a response to his email to the Kremlin, Vladimir Putin's press secretary told reporters that the Kremlin left the email unanswered. That statement by Putin's press secretary was false, wasn't it? I uh, can't speak to that. Although it was right, widely reported in the press. Again, I can't speak to that, particularly if it was if it was dependent upon media sources. But it was consistent with the lie that Cohen had made to the committee. Is that right? I'm not certain I could go that far. So Cohen, President Trump, and the Kremlin were all telling the same lie. I defer to you on that. That's, uh, I can't be, get into the details. Special Counsel Mueller, I want to ask you something that's very important to the nation. Did your investigation evaluate whether President Trump could be vulnerable to blackmail by the Russians because the Kremlin knew that Trump and his associates lied about connections to Russia related to the Trump Tower deal? Uh, I can't speak to that. I yield back, Chairman. Mr. Hurd. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Director Mueller, you've, you've been asked many times this afternoon about collusion, obstruction of justice and impeachment in the Steele dossier, and I don't think your answers are going to change if I ask you about those questions. So I'm gonna ask about a couple of press stories, because a lot of what the American people have received about this um, have been on press stories, and some of that has been wrong, and some of, that, some of those press stories have been accurate. Um, on April 13th, 2018, McClatchy reported that you had evidence Michael Cohen made a secret trip to Prague during the 2016 presidential election. Um, I think he told the, one of the committees here in Congress that was incorrect. Is that story true? I can't, uh, well, I, I can't go into it. Got you. Um, on October 31st, 2016, Slate published a report suggesting that a server at Trump Tower was secretly communicating with Russia's Alpha Bank, and I quote, akin to what criminal syndicates do. Uh, do you know if that story is true? Do not. Do not. You do not. Whether it's true. So d did you not investigate these allegations which are suggestive of potential Trump-Russia? Because I believe it's not true doesn't mean it would not be in investigated. It may well have been investigated, although my belief at this point is not true. Good copy. Thank you. Um, as a former CIA officer, uh, I want to focus on something I think both sides of the political aisle can agree on. That is, how do we prevent Russian intelligence and other adversaries from doing this again. And after overseeing counterintelligence operations for 12 years as FBI director, and then investigating what the Russians have done in the 2016 election, you've seen tactics, techniques, and results of Russian intelligence operations. Our committee made a recommendation that the FBI should improve its victim notification process when a person, entity, or campaign has fallen victim to active measures of attack. Um, would you agree with this, with this? It sounds like a worthwhile endeavor. I will tell you though that uh, the ability of our intelligence agencies to work together 
in this arena is perhaps more important than that. And adopting whatever, and I'm not that familiar with uh, legislation, but whatever uh, legislation will encourage uh, us working together by us, I mean the FBI, CIA, NSA, and the rest, uh, it should be pursued aggressively early. Who, who do you think should be responsible within the federal government to counter disinformation? Uh, I'm no longer in the federal government, so I... But, but you have, I'll, you've I'll had a pass. long career, uh, story career, and I don't think there's anybody who better understands the threat that we are facing than you. Do you, do you have an opinion as a former FBI officer? As to? As to who should be the coordinating points within the federal government on how to deal with disinformation? I, I don't want to wade in those waters. A good copy. Um, one of the most striking things in, in your report is that the Internet Research Agency not only undertook a social media campaign in the U.S., but they were able to organize um, political rallies um, after the election. Um, our, our committee issued a, um, a, a report and, and insight on saying that Russian active measures um, are growing with frequency and intensity and including their expanded use of groups such as uh, the IRA, and these groups pose a significant threat to the United States and our allies in upcoming elections. Would you agree with that? Yes. In fact, one of the uh, other areas that we have to look at are many more companies, or not companies, many more countries are developing capability to replicate what the Russians have done. You, you alluded to making sure the other, all the elements of the federal government should be working together. Do you have a suggestion on a strategy to do that to counter this disinformation? Not overarching it. Is this, um, in your investigation, did you think that this was a single attempt by the Russians to get involved in our election, or did you find evidence to suggest they'll try to do this again? Oh, it wasn't a single attempt. Uh, they're doing it as we sit here. And they expect to do it uh, 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 during the, the next campaign. Director Mueller, I uh, appreciate your, your time and indulging us here um, in multiple committees, and I, and I yield back um, to the ranking member if he has. I yield back to the chair. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have won still burns as bright tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth but from the enduring power of our ideals democracy liberty opportunity and unyielding hope let me tell you something you already know the world ain't all sunshine and rainbow it's a very mean and nasty place and i don't care how tough you are it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently Life. Can you believe that we're getting away with this? And it's not. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your five poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome to Public Access America. Yes, we can. Now I'm...
Instagram, and SoundCloud. He wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter, Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher Smart Radio, Potable, and more. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. In the making.